Warning, this is Spoiler Base Podcast. If you have not seen 1987's Hollywood Shuffle, do me a solid favor. Pause this. Go watch it. It's currently streaming on Amazon Prime and Voodoo. Come back and join us and uh, get into the conversation. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Co45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You name it, we're out there. Today, Co45 is powered by... Hey, man, it's powered by... Monster Energy Drink, man! Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're powered by you as always, the listeners. Uh, shout out to all our Patreon backers. Um, you guys are the main reason we keep the lights on. We appreciate you. I've been meaning to shout out Mark Ellis Ravens from So Was a Podcast. who have been kind enough to uh, hit us up for a dollar a month. That's all it takes to get one extra episode, folks. We do this for you. Yeah, welcome everybody to a blacker than black edition of Colt 45. I'm your host, Beaten Down. Today I'm joined by. Hello, my name is Random Randy Savage, and I am a premier graduate from the Black Acting School. Black Acting School! So, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the saga continues. It's February. That means it's Black History Month. We gotta get in there, folks. We gotta do it. We gotta represent. We gotta do everything that it takes to give give the people who aren't black listening to this as most culture as human possible. Randy, are you ready to get this going? Yes, let's do it. Folks, we did a Hollywood shuffle, uh, a Robert Townsend classic, uh, written and directed by him, uh, as well as written by King Alvin uh, Living Color thing. Super excited about doing this movie only because of how relevant it still is, even though this shit is. This was done forever ago. It is insane. Uh, what was your first impression with the Hollywood uh, Shuffle? I felt like it was uh, like it was a beta version of Scary Movie, <laughs> where where it literally was so meta. It was so on top of itself. It like it folded in. Like Robert Townsend created the first spatial conundrum of like movies that make about movies on top of a movie that we're making a movie about making a movie. And I was like, oh, cool. I haven't seen one of those before. <laughs> this would be fun. How old are you when you uh, when you first saw this? Uh, 32. <laughs> How old are you? Wait. You're 32? Yeah, I've never seen this before. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Oh man, um, I've seen. I didn't know. I, was, I didn't know I was that much older than you. <laughs> it's like a fucking revelation. But now nah, uh, I actually seen this when I was like uh, sixteen. Oh wow! Uh, it was on television, man, and um, it really formed a lot of opinions that I have now. Uh, at that age, man, because it was like it was a big eye opener, eye opening experience, man. So I'm actually really excited to hear your uh, point of view on this stuff, especially uh seeing this stuff now so i'm actually glad um you could check this off your list and black movies that you have to see yep i have a list going it's on my snapchat everyone it's a long list <laughs> it is, it is. So, and it keeps getting longer every day you know, there's so many movies man you gotta see so uh without further ado let's get into this shall we mm-hmm. all right man so um the, <laughs> the movie starts and we have uh somebody practicing a monologue in the bathroom and it's robert townsend playing Bobby Taylor, uh, sounding like 
the the pimp of all pimps, basically talking about how he kilted uh, somebody kilted his brother. Very painful to listen to, only because of the it's funny, but it's not funny because the English that he was speaking, oh so broken. It was. Uh, it's like if someone had to use the word like for shizzle was a thing in our time period, guys, and it's like, yeah, my is that's why my fish like every kind of like if you heard. A rapper speak now, a days, like an Instagram rapper, not a real rapper, not anyone who actually like flows, but like someone who tries but fails miserably. That's what it would sound like. Nah, man. But like then their English is still turn better. Turn the tongue. Like, <laughs> yeah. Their English. Because it's like complete sentences and now it's just broken emojis. Oh, no, no, no. Like if some, like imagine that Instagram rapper, but a white person tried to write their dialogue. Yes. Yes. Nail on the head. Yeah, it's brutal. So like he's a white person who grew up in the suburbs. Yeah, the suburbs, <laughs> suburbs, <laughs> suburbs. So um, he he's practicing in, in front of his brother, and uh, I, I had a I had a, I had a, I had to put like one quote in my notes. It said uh, he said I ain't be got no weapon. I wrote that one too. I ain't. I was I like, ain't be Whoo! got no weapon, and I was just like, you ain't be got no grammar. <laughs> That's not even like, it's not even realistic. Oh. <laughs> it's like, woo. So it's, it's, you already know what the deal is. But like, you know, he's not thinking about it because he's, he wants to be an actor. Bobby Taylor's dream is to just be an actor. And on the real, this is the only kind of roles that were available. Hell, at that time in 1987, which is crazy because, um, he touched on a lot of cool things in this movie, uh, especially like um, one particular character that we're going to kind of talk about a little bit later on. But, um, you know, his grandma ain't feeling this shit at all. You know, like she walks in on him practicing. Everyone's embarrassed. It's cringe city. <laughs> well, I feel like the grandma's kind of like the the voice of like the, 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 the parent who crushes your dreams just a bit to give you that friction that that all real artists need they don't need to live in happy homes they need sadness to create art because it's like some people turn pain into justice like batman but some people take pain and turn it into beautiful works of art and like you can be an actor and still use your body and voice to create art i mean i'm not going to dispute that but most actors have like traumatic experiences or troubled childhoods that they've used that emotional like memories that tangible memories and then they like if i'm needing to be sad i remember the time mom didn't have enough for food that week and we all had to eat sleep jesus <laughs> but um that got really deep i wasn't ready for that but uh <laughs> no nah, man so like as he's leaving like there's this television show that's a very prominent role for this black actor mm-hmm. and uh the show's called there's a bat in my house <laughs> Uh, and I thought about um, uh, what was well, uh, you gotta help me out? It, it was a Spanish show. Yes. Oh, fucking the guy with the the red costume and it got the like El Conchion or something like that. Yeah, he was like a bee or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It was like that, but with a with a black dude, and it was just uh uh, it was it was really crazy to see. Uh, <laughs> and he had like the stupid ass bad hat and a cape. And like he was just like baddie, baddie, baddie. It was just really hard to look at. But like that was like the show. And I thought about so many shows that are kind of on that level sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about Jimmy Walker, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Um, and like just like that one character that's just like really obnoxious, but it's like it is what it is. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Like it just it is what it is, man. I guess I just feel like I I just was reminded how fortunate I am that I grew up in a time where it's like yeah that was a stereotype that got eventually squashed with like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Family Matters, shows that put black folks in a prominent kind of light. You know that they weren't just kind of beat characters with the same they weren't just all ganger like uh, gang members or rapists or you know drug dealers eventually they ended up becoming lawyers and judges and politicians and then somehow right. they ended up coming in the real world That's yeah. eventually. that was a it was a nice time we had guys it was a nice time uh <laughs> So like he's he's out the road he's driving around right because he's about to go uh, he, he's gonna go audition but he has to call in to work so on the way to work he uh, drives by and says hey to his fucking uncle and his uncle is the actor that played J D Walker from J D's Revenge I didn't remember that until you said it and then literally two hours later I was cleaning something and I was like oh that guy yes that's the guy that's the guy I remember yep the one in the mirror laughing at him as he. <laughs> As he yeah. haunts uh, the actual J.D. Walker and not the other guy. Yeah, not the, you know. And it's just, it's crazy because it's, a, it's an interesting callback to that movie in a weird way. <laughs> very, very interesting. So we see um we see him trying to call him to work, right? And it's like, first of mm-hmm. all, there's a who's who of black actors all throughout this uh this uh, entire movie. Because like, I didn't realize Rusty Cundiff was in here. A very young Rusty Cundiff. And Rusty Cundiff is responsible for uh, Fear of a Black Hat, mm-hmm. um, Sprung, and um, he did a, he did a, a good chunk of, uh, of uh, uh, Tales, Tales from the Hood. Oh, wow. He was the, uh, and he was also the uh, the substitute teacher that fought the uh, monsters David Allegreer in that, that movie. What? Okay. The li- That's a lot. Yeah. No, 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 but it, it, whatever. But yeah, he like he's like really ingrained in like 90s, uh, uh, black movie culture, like, 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 and then, and then you have um, Keenan Arby Wayne's as working at Winky Dinky Dog, along with John Fucking Witherspoon, like another two huge corner pieces of like, uh, uh black culture, black cinema, black entertainment. Because um, you know, John Witherspoon, a lot of people didn't know that um, like he he, he was uh he worked with Richard Pryor, oh, back yeah. in the Gap, yeah, uh, along with along with Paul Mooney. Oh, okay. Well, damn. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of got the correlation with Paul Mooney, but I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, dude, John, John Witherspoon like is very humble because he, like, he just does, he does, the, he does whatever he's asked, but like, he's really above all this shit. <laughs> it's really insane. It's really crazy. And uh, when we do our pour up um, for next Friday, like, I, I think you kind of realize that. Yeah. Cause, like, yeah. Because he. Know, He's like he's in, like I don't understand why he's not in more things because he is an amazing actor and he's got like range, but he just he they, he's like the Christopher Walken for black people. It's like we Yo, have a movie, shit, you're in, <laughs> fuck just yeah, do you, just I'm do in. you and everything will work out. Yeah, bro, like like John John Witherspoon, God bless him, dude, because he's super fucking humble, dude, and he's he's just always grinding, man. But I I fucking love him, I fucking love him. But he's the boss, right? And uh. Bobby makes bad habits of like you know constantly calling in saying you know whatever ridiculous excuse it is just so he can go to the audition right. So John is you know like uh the the boss Winky Dinky Dog is warning him like hey man you gotta quit fucking around or you're gonna get fired. So um then he visits his girl who is the wife 
of Mr. Tibbs from the Heat of the Night show, but she is a comedic actress, and it's crazy. It's really hard, like, because I really had to make sure that was the same chick. Wait, wait, I, I'm I'm lost in which one are we talking about? His girl? Yeah, Bobby's girl. Bobby's girl? You mean the chick from Robot Jocks? Fuck, that was her. I keep forgetting. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you've been you really been scarred yeah. for life. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing up this fucking movie. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. But yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Thanks, she, Joey. I, I literally keep forgetting that she was a clone from Robot Jocks. Wow. She has range. She's been in, like, yeah. she, she, she's been in everything. She's been in everything. Maybe it's because she's light skinned, but we'll, 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 that's neither here nor there. Maybe. Maybe. So we get these, like, uh, you know, it's audition time, right? They go to Tinseltown Pictures, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, everyone's in line, you know, like you know, in audition, and they're all giving horror stories about how hard it is as black actors trying to find work, because um, you know, clearly everyone is in line for this part of Jimmy that he's practicing in the mirror, where you're basically a pimp with bad English. I was tripped out yeah. at this Harvey Weinstein type of situation that came up. Oh yeah. And the lady was like, he told me to meet him at his house at 12 o'clock. And I was like, Psh, I ain't no fool. I was there at 1159. I was like, oh, Jesus. Ugh. It was funny, though. I did laugh. Yeah, because I did yeah. laugh. I was like, ooh. Ooh. But uh, so we get like a like a really cool audition montage, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to Don Marrero. Uh, Don, Don Marrero. Irera. Yeah. Like, I really think he's a really funny guy, and um, I'm, I'm I really appreciate him being in this because I feel like he uh, he did a good job of pushing uh, pushing the envelope. But yeah, um, it's, it's really strange for Latino actors in this movie too because it's just like we're here too, guys. It's equally bad. I mean, like it, it's a nice shout out because 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 like it's real for them too. Yeah, and, and, and we we got a piece of that because uh, one of the chicks was like, "Can you give us a Latin accent?" And it's over the top. Everything, mm. everyone who's audi- auditioning is over the top. And the more they coon, the more applause they get. It's so, it's so cringy. It's the more so shucks cringy. and the more jiving, the closer you are to surviving. It's so cringy. And I love how the real gang member gets kicked out immediately. Like, yeah. Like, he's like, hey, man, I was in this. I'm, I'm from the real streets, man. And I was like, oh, With the don't most do illegal it. switchblade, like the super illegal switchblade. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, you were getting doubly offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, both of your camps are getting, like, trashed in this movie. <laughs> yep. I just like, this is this is eye-opening yeah, for the time period that I like. Right. Your blood is just on fire. Like. <laughs> Like, I'm offended, Holmes. No, no I'm offended, I, baby. I have to like keep reminding myself. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. I'm not gonna let the snowflake win. It's just a movie. So, uh, I like how we have this uh, down brother, and I put that with the hugest dick fingers humanly possible. And he's like, "Man, this is bullshit." And God, Bobby's like, "What?" I'm trying is- to find this guy's name. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's always a dick in like all the '80s movies, man. Yeah, I just I, I want to find his face so I know it for later. <laughs> he had like a it's a weird name. Like I, I looked it up and I forgot it immediately. Yeah, I thought he had a different Cause it, name because I I feel like he was a vampire in another movie, but I don't remember which one. It was like a anyway, but yeah, he's he's all about the struggle, man, and all about you shouldn't have to do take these roles. It's all about a bunch of bullshit. And then they call his name and he's like. Oh, 
my turn. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, ugh. <laughs> He's like, don't let him bring it down, brother. And it's like, <laughs> Reginald, I don't know what his name was. <laughs> He's just immediate, like, just complete tone shift and everything, bro. And I'm like, ugh. But I like how those words stuck to Bobby, though, because Bobby is on that real shit. So it kind of bothered him a little bit. And then, um, cause, cause he was talking about like, you know, uh, he made a reference that we are always playing slaves or butlers, which is the truth back in the day. Um, that was the only kind of role you can get. Cause, uh, God, uh, shout out to uh, home video hustle. Cause they're actually, they actually did a raffle and, um, they're doing this episode too. So, um, you're that's gonna get, like, why, okay. That's why he looked like a vampire because he was Wesley Snipes or he was the, the dick fingers, Wesley Snipes and meteor man. Simon. He's Simon, yeah. Dog. Why didn't I put that together? That's the guy. Wow. Props to him, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Props to that guy. Real talk. Uh, How fast can you pull up his name? We got to, we got to, we got to. Roy Fagan. Yeah, Roy Fagan. Props to Roy Fagan. I apologize, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Simon, he he brought it home. (laughs) (laughs) Him him and those vests, he brought brought it home for the the Meteor Man. Well, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad he's back. I'm, I'm I'm glad he's back for uh for from Black History Month. <laughs> so we um like like the whole the whole thing resonated with him with the whole uh, slave skit, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with the whole slave uh, actor shit. So we skip over to a uh, skit because like this movie basically just breaks into skits. And honestly, I'm I'm in such movie fatigue. I enjoyed this. It was it, it was a real reminiscent of Flash. Like I was getting a Scrubs vibe every time he like had a, yeah. a cutaway. I was like, oh, here comes a. I was waiting like the wavy lines or some kind of like like in Scrubs they do like that pan sweep and it's like blurry, so it, you know you're switching to a different scene. But this was just a cut, and I was like, okay, I'm 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 following this train of logic at least. Uh, right, and I was kind of laughing because every everyone's out there like you know, <laughs> crawling trying to get to freedom, and it's like hardcore roots type shit and um i did laugh at the continuity one dude was just straight up wearing levi's i was kind of yeah laughing. i was like what well, i was like whatever man slaves whatever. <laughs> yeah i was like whatever dude. it's a skit it's a skit and i love how this dude this guy wasn't he in um uh die hard he was in die hard and street fighter and oh my god you're right oh my god he was barlog he was barlog oh god i'm having like <laughs> it's like, oh, there's so many. That was like, but that was like the tippy top for. Oh God, that's rough. Grand L. Bush. Yeah, he has a crazy name. <laughs> Grand he was in a Bush. James Bond movie, bro. But he, I mean, he, he put in work. Yeah, but he, I love in the skit that he was Mandingo, right? Yeah, oh. it was already applied. You already know the deal. And what you can say, I'll, I'll follow you to the ends of the earth, Mandingo. And then another bitch shows up. She's like, yeah. I love you, Mandingo. I love you, Mandingo. And then the and white bitch shows up. And then the white slave lady, the slave master's wife. is like, I can't leave you. I can't uh, leave you, Mandingo. <laughs> he fucking, he runs off with her and leaves the two black chicks behind in the ditch. I was like, that is grimy as fuck. Mm-hmm. But I had a good laugh about that. That, that was kind of funny. So then we have uh, uh, this other character pop up who's like in full butler regalia with silver platter in hand. Mm-hmm. And his name is Jasper, right? Yeah. Now, Jasper is in uh, his character is, in, uh, you know, being played by Robert Townsend, but he's clearly invoking Step and Fetch It. Are you familiar with Step and Fetch It? 
Not at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. You should uh, YouTube uh, step to fetch it when you get a chance. Um, Robert Townsend is doing exactly what step and fetch its whole spiel is. That's exactly how he acts. Um, I just, I just felt like it was very uh, a quintessential slave master owner. Like, ah, uh, yeah, I hate this guy. Yeah, he was, he was a legitimate character. He's, um, he's like what he's like what Samuel L. Jackson started with and then became Stephen. Like, right, like an angrier step and fetch it. But, yeah. but, but peep this. So step and fetch it, like was kind of like how Abbott, uh, Abbott and Costello was like the same guy as Different Adventures mm-hmm. or uh, Three Stooges. Oh, like, okay. like he was prominent. Oh. And there's several, like, films of him as Step and Fetch It doing shit. And he would have on the whole Butler outfit, but, like, he'll have the, you know how they have, like, the white shirt, but it's mm-hmm. not a whole shirt? Okay. And, like, you'll see his actual, like, you'll see that it's not a whole shirt underneath the jacket, like, every now and then when he's, like, talking and doing stuff and doing it. All that bullshit. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. And, like, I wrestled with, like, I wrestled with the whole idea of, like, okay, Trailblazer or Uncle Tom? Right? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's like, a that's hard the- it's a hard it's a hard dynamic for me and I've been wrestling with it all week because I thought about um I forgot who this was some 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 lady tried to tell me that uh her favorite character from Gone to Wind was the Mammy and I I wanted to slap her I was like that doesn't make me feel better at all I hate I hate I I haven't watched Gone with the Wind I ain't with it I don't give a fuck I'm glad the house burned down at the end but uh I'm not that's, um that's the middle <laughs> whatever it's the end of me literally it's the literal like it's the hour and a half mark of the three hour movie, and I'm just like, nope. As far as I know, that's when that's how it ended. Everything burned down. Anyway, I'm not here over there, but um, the fucking uh, just every character that played that, like the guy from Song of the South, like it's just, I understand they needed work, but at the same time, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean. And I know that we might not get where we might not have what we got without them. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That's the weird thing. It's like without them, without the characters in there, would they even consider having more black actors? Like, but could they be, could they be considered martyrs, but you're not embarrassed about your martyrs. Right. I guess that. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure this out by the end of the show. But like, like, I hope so. It was, it's kind of like, for me, this is like Little Bighorn. Mm. Like, it's a tragedy, and we learn from it. So I guess in a weird way, they are martyrs, but at the same time, it's like it's a huge black mark, in, uh, no pun intended, on, uh, on just Hollywood in general, right. and America, to be more realistic. But uh, anyway... As a, as a, I just, I just had, I just had to talk about Step and Fetch because that's a real fucking thing. So he breaks character, and who is he in real life? So, I'm Ricky Taylor. Oh, no, not Ricky Taylor. That was the other guy, the other white guy, or the other big giant black guy. <laughs> yeah, he played. Um, he was Robert Taylor. It, it was. It he was. was like, he was Bobby Taylor. Was he? Did he say Bobby? No, yeah. no, Bobby Taylor is is the oh, main that's his character. Real yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who the hell is he? He was Robert. <laughs> it, it was Robert. Uh, it was it was Robert Taylor. That's so many Taylors. 
I mean, it was okay. it's all variations of him, but yeah, yeah. But 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 how but how, how did he sound? How was his real voice? <laughs> it was very like uh, proper English. May, oh, welcome to the uh, Black School of Acting, where you'll learn all the quintessential steps to become well more black <laughs> for right. American films. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Then why are all your instructors white? Message. Because uh, all the people who are doing the like, you know, doing the auditions are white. Mm-hmm. All the people who are running the movies are white. There's no there wasn't really black productions necessarily then, um, except for the black exploitation era. See, that's the message. It's like maybe if we just make our own thing, they won't have to use these kind of things to us. <laughs> right. But it was a lot harder further back in the yeah. day. A lot harder. I'm sure it was. A there was an harder. iPhone around. Right. So, you know, that was that was hilarious to watch. And then um, the guy the guy that played Maningo shows up, and he's like, oh, man, I played uh, robbers. I was a rapist twice. I'm proud of it. You know what I mean? It was just like, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's like, now I'm going to play like a prison dude who uh, <laughs> who's going to like attack a dude and make him his bitch. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, I love how they kept singing black. Every time they said, <laughs> "Just really." No, white. what got me was the was the phone number. Yeah, oh. yeah, one eight hundred coon. It was like, yeah, yeah, keep it, keeping it. It's insane how relevant this nineteen eighty seven film is. Very relevant. Very interesting. Because, like, honestly, folks. Oh, also, if you are not uh, of African American descent, it's okay. Just understand that the words "Uncle Tom" is the Worst thing you can call a black person, period. Point blank. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no greater insult to a black person. In my opinion, in my opinion, you call me Uncle Tom, I'm skinning you alive. Like it's a fight. <laughs> Damn. It's a goddamn fight. So we cut back to because uh, the dream sequence is over, and we mm-hmm. have uh, <laughs> John Witherspoon basically trying to like you know. Tell Bobby that it's good for him to be here at Winky Dinky Dog. Winky Dinky Dog. And <laughs> I love how whole cakes came into play. And he's like, hoes got to eat too. Uh, <laughs> that was improvised. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 Whole cakes was improvised because like, you saw you saw Robert Towns' face like, what? Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> and then he brings it home with hoes got to eat too. And then he just nods his head towards like, yeah, I'm going to keep this in the cut. <laughs> like. You got me on that one. That, uh, you made it too long. It's already too funny. I'm, I'm keeping it. Sorry. Right. But then Batty Boy himself, the actor, shows up. And I think they ADR'd his voice. I think I think they dubbed his voice with somebody more uh, refined. You think so? Because I, I was like, I just immediately thought back to uh, Jordan Peele's Continental Man. He's like, <laughs> la dee da la dee da possibly possibly but like it's almost seemed out of sync it was it was so bizarre this guy and he was like big timing because he had like a limousine he had bodyguards who checked his car for bombs after they drove it which makes no sense but it is what it is it's it, it trying to illustrate this shit's real so when he shows up you know he's he, he still has on a stupid ass bad hat but um he looks like a mafia don he's got the shades so people will recognize him i guess possibly possibly so he orders his food, and everyone's, like, on his jock and shit and super excited. And then, like, <laughs> it doesn't take long for Kenny Everwayne's character. But, like, you know what? Fuck this guy. <laughs> but Bobby's asking him for tips. 
And this is the state of acting for black people at this point, right? Right. And he's like, because he, he asked him, um, how do you pick your scripts? And he's like, does your character die in this movie? And he's like, no. Then it's a good script. <laughs> it's like, yes. Facts. Fucking facts. Facts. Fucking facts, bro. Because we, it was hard to stay alive in movies. I remember watching Armageddon in the theaters with my homeboy, bro. And everyone is in tears. And I'm like elated because Michael Clark Duncan did not die. He's and too I big. Believe it. I couldn't believe it. Like Ben Affleck died. I was like, no, no. Uh, Bruce Willis died. I was like, whatever, dude. That's fine. But Michael Clark made it because like there was so many brushes with death. I was like, oh, this is where he dies. Oh, this is where he dies. Oh, this is where he dies. And he made it. Couldn't believe it. That, that's the like the turn for all, like they put him in there just to have that turn. Is like it, everyone, all the black folks are gonna be like terrified. We're gonna kill this guy at any moment. So I want to put a lot of deaths near him, but not on him. Oh, bro, it was, it was amazing. It was a goddamn uh, it was a goddamn miracle, bro. Like I like like we we left that theater like fucking ecstatic, which is pretty sad when you think about it. It's a little bit better now. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. It wasn't as bad, but uh, I just, I'm kind of glad that like this gen- my, my son's generation will like not really know, which is and pretty it'll, cool. It'll create like new dynamic for like storytelling because like we'll have the old cliches, but then you'll be able to run into them and then shift to the like to the complete opposite direction. Like what what just happened? That's weird. Like yeah, we're gonna have a horror movie of all black people and no one's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Try that on for size. <laughs> it's going to be great. So um, we get this. Uh, it's another skit that pops up where it's over. <laughs> I kind of laughed about this because it's about real brothers reviewing movies. And I and it, it was a weird full circle moment for me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> it's fair. Because it's, it's an alien premise. Back then, and and little did Robert Townsend know that four year old Brandon would be a podcasting guy who, unfortunately, I I, I can't sneak into movies anymore. But if yeah. I could, I fucking would. But uh, that gotta, was the name you, of the show. You got to find the right theater. That's all. True that. They don't. They don't. Those don't exist anymore. Because I used to hit up that Tinseltown back. In, I think I don't know if there's a statute of limitations on sneaking in the theater. But uh, Tinseltown was very lackluster in their uh, security. Yeah. So I was able to watch quite a few movies, man. Free of charge. But um this whatever. <laughs> There's a Cinemark near my house that's like 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 that right now, so it's like man. Oh man. I need a <laughs> I need We could go back to the movies. <laughs> I know, right? So we had uh you know, but the whole premise is they sneak into the movies, they watch it and they let y'all know, you know, what the deal is. So um it's basically like a nice long skit of like several movies that they'll like shit on, right? So they right. They, 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 they did like an Amadeus parody. I think that movie came out around that time. Uh, Indiana Jones parody where it's like Chicago Jones. Yeah, Chicago Jones. And I love how because they were like on a cliff and he's like, let's just jump. <laughs> what? I feel like that's a shout out to that raft going down the mountain scene. Yeah, they should be dead. They should be horrifically dead. They should have. <laughs> There's no way you should have survived this. No, because I saw it again as a note. I was like, they should all, they should be splattered into pieces. That should have been the most horrific death of all time. Or like they fall off that rope bridge, and it's like, oh yeah, everyone's fine. 
Oh, yeah. They should have all bones would have been broken if they hit the side of that shit. That's, <laughs> and then I like the uh the dirty Larry. Cuz you already know who that is. And it's um I did appreciate them uh lambasting that movie because they he, like the gang allowed him to pull his gun out. Yeah. I was but, like you think he would have time with having a conversation? No, he'd be dead. Yeah, because it turned into a gun commercial. He's like, yeah, this is a Smith & Wesson 45. How many bullets does it hold? Like, all kinds of dumb shit. Six. It's like, what? But um, they ended it off because, like, uh, you know, and they kind of poo-pooed that movie, too. So, like, they were split on Chicago Jones, poo-pooed on Amadeus, and poo-pooed on Dirty Larry. And then uh, the movie that they gave a pass was what, Randy? Uh, Attack of the... Space pimps, street pimps, street pimps. Sorry, is that yeah, what you, I thought it was? Nah, it was a straight, it was a straight up street pimps. Oh, okay, I thought it was it had an alien aspect, but no. It was more of like a zombie flare to it, but um. Yeah, I thought so. I was like, maybe I wouldn't skit. pay attention. That main chick that was running, she was fine as fuck. She had a big old booty, but um, <laughs> but nah, it was funny because there was one dude. Who had the? He had like the Michael Jackson thriller face. Yeah, but with no makeup. <laughs> I was like, that's a creepy looking motherfucker. But that one dude that kept shaking, I'd never forget him. I will never forget him, because uh, he was always doing the little pimp shake every time. Like it, it was it, like that, that. That mob of zombie pimps had so many things that I never forgot as a kid. Even the one, uh, even when uh, your boy. Uh, that played Simon the Meteor Man. He, he had that arm contorted behind his head and shit. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. It was so weird. It was just like. But ironically, it's, it's though. Genius. Oh. <laughs> ironically, the movie the movie passed with the black crowd. Uh, the two guys uh, with, with flying colors. And it made me think. It made me think about the movies that like we shouldn't like. That we totally give pass. But it was because of relatability. Did you notice that? I, that makes sense. Yeah, because it was a ridiculous premise, but they talked about how like oh no like like it was it, it spoke to them only because it was relatable, and I think I think that's I feel like that's like a weird uh, uh, commentary on how very little real type of shit is put on film. So like the closest thing to it will take it. Wow, that is. That is pretty profound. Yeah, that make, that that rings. That rings true. Yeah. I, I, I didn't I, I didn't expect that high praise. It threw me off. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, Sorry. I was just like, not oh, this show. Profound. Yeah. What are you we're talking about? Looking at all the messages in this movie, guys. <laughs> right. So we get a call back, right? Uh, we cut back to uh to our boy, uh, Bobby, hanging out with his little brother. It's so cute. They got their little red shades and shit in the house in their pajamas. Cause it's the fucking eighties. It just makes sense in the eighties. Yeah. But um, he gets a call, and uh, his his little brother looks up to him so much that he like mimes being on the phone too. Like that's just the sweetest thing. And he finds out that he gets a call back, but they mentioned that they want a Eddie Murphy type. And god damn it, this is still a problem in Hollywood. Okay, because to be fair, that's how most screenwriters write it. They have a person in mind and they write for that kind of character and the roles that they've been playing before so if we can get Eddie Murphy we can get Eddie Murphy but the problem is Eddie Murphy costs like five million dollars and it's like okay so can we get someone for like five hundred thousand dollars 
or even $50,000 or maybe like five bucks. Right. But see, the problem is like the only reference they have is Eddie Murphy. Like, it's not like they can flip it to other people. Oh, you know, this is a Hannibal Burris kind of role. Oh, this is a, a, a Kevin Hart kind of role. Oh, this is a Marlon Wayans kind of role. It's like, no, it's it was only Eddie Murphy. It's only Eddie Murphy because that's the only guy who was prevalent at that time, I figure. Exactly, exactly. And uh, you see everybody in the audition um, dressed as Eddie Murphy, and it's fucking hilarious. And they're like, no, he's the one. And it's Bobby, and Bobby is, like, fighting all the Eddie Murphy urges. <laughs> yeah, that fucking laugh. It's just like, ugh, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, oh, yeah. he's just trying to fight it. And he wakes up in a cold sweat, and you hear the Eddie Murphy laugh and the echo. <laughs> But, like, Eddie Murphy was a shit back then. He was the fucking guy. He was the only guy. He was he, he was he was Kevin Hart now. Yeah. yeah. So. I feel like he might be The Rock now. Because, like, literally, they put Eddie Murphy in almost everything. Like, comedies, family movies, and then, like, action movies. And it's like, okay. And now we do that to The Rock. Real talk, I I, I want to see the Hobbs and Shaw. I never watched a single like I only watched um, Too Fast, Too Furious because John Singleton directed it, and um, I saw bits of the first one. But uh, this movie looks so fucking stupid that I have to watch it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I've I got to Fast Five and that's it. This is Fast Ten, by the way. This is the reincarnation of Fast Ten. So there's five more movies after the one I gave up on. Damn. Damn. No more. But there's a supervillain. Yeah. Gotta see, I got to. Who cares? I to, I'm not going to catch up. There right? was a mind control car in the last one. Yo, that's crazy. I'm going to try to watch the ones where it gets ridiculous. I I, I I need to figure it out. I need to I need to, I need need to to figure it out. Anyway. Lots of pour-up to get through, I guess. <sighs> Boy, I know, right? It's a lot of pour-ups. Um, so, the co-workers are basically telling him to give it up. Nobody, man, this is painful watching this part because like everybody's like, "Fuck your dreams, you need to get like me," and it's like terrible. Like like they're so happy about the shittiest positions, and we're talking about. He's like, "I went from two dollars to two twenty five," and I was like, "Oh, mm. I was like, God, that's that eighties money, eighties money, man." Because I am a fucking, I am goddamn Rockefeller in comparison to that shit. <laughs> I thought so too. I was like, man. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Pretty much. If I went back in time and told them, they would, they'd, be, they'd be sucking my balls, man. Like, yeah, put me on, brother, please. There you go, peasants. Here's a quarter. Yeah. Buy yourself something nice. You know what? I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a put stock in your winky dinky dog. I'm a, I'm a fucking partner now. Here's $50. <laughs> $50. I own you now. <laughs> right. Right. So, um... Wait, let's see here. Oh yeah, so he so he has a dream where he's like big time of the fuck out of him, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. He's a baller, uh, baller status. Everybody's on his jock, and poor, poor John Witherspoon lost his goddamn mind. And this, I'm sorry, this was the funniest scene to me because <laughs> he's like homeless and he's insane, and he's talking to a bunch of like <laughs> hamburgers or just buns. He's just talking to buns. <laughs> And he's like, oh, you want a whole cake? And he pours some liquor. Yeah. Whole I cake want for everybody. 
This is the John Witherspoon I'm used to. Like, like, it is. I was man. like, oh shit! Like he has no idea how he sealed his fate. <laughs> yeah, like that's the role you'll be playing forever. Ever. It's the same guy from Black Jesus, bro. It's just. <laughs> I fucking love him though, man. I fucking love him. Mm-hmm. I fucking love him. God damn it, he is a national treasure, bro. He's not. I need to try. Like if he comes to Houston again, I, I have to make effort to see him. Oh yeah, have to. So um, Bobby quits, man. He's like, "Fuck this shit," and he goes to his uncle for one of the greatest pep talks of all time. Right. And it's like it. A part of it hurt me, because this is the kind of acting this brother never got to do during the black exploitation days. Yeah. And the reason it hurt me because he didn't do that good a job. Oh. <laughs> no, but he brings up a really good question that. I don't think a lot of artists or like creative types ever really ask themselves. They always, they always think of the negative. This is what if it doesn't work? What if I can't do this? What if I, what if it fails? And it's like, have you ever thought for a second and just considered what happens if everything goes right? What if you are really what you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing? You're supposed to be this artist, you're supposed to be this writer. You're supposed to be the world's greatest actor and you stop. Yeah. Who? What kind of like? What kind of world would you live in then? You would be you squander that great talent doing nothing, right? And, he, and even t- he even talked about how um how he let he believed the hate, mm-hmm. cause he cause he was happy as fuck. Cause he was actually on stage and doing this shit like he was legitimately happy and fulfilled. But he let the doubters basically tell his story and set it the way that it was set, and it ruined him. And now he's just in a barbershop sweeping up hair. That is brutal. Brutal. So he gets the role. Right. And he's still trying to celebrate with his girl. And grandma comes in just a cock blocking away. Like, how dare you? How dare you, grandma? Come home early. Mm. Sit in between them during the movie and shit. And it just sucks. So, like, we we get this. uh, We get another skit of uh, Sam Ace. Mm-hmm. Who is a play on uh, Humphrey Bogart's Sam Spade? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> when you think about it, you're like, huh? Huh? Good thing you went with Ace. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that would have been switched had it been mm-hmm. just a few years earlier. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's basically like, a, like you know, find out who killed this guy, uh, <laughs> Cookie Head. Like, it, I thought it was gonna be a noir skit but yeah. like it was still I thought, set in the I, 80s yeah i thought it was gonna come back and like the girl end up shooting the guy in the end like that's what noir does but no it was pretty fucking funny dude like uh goddamn uh steve james was in this so like because like uh when he went to go uh try to find out who killed cookie head at the dance studio mm-hmm. also very immature uh, uh views on uh men who dance ballet yeah it's very heavy-handed mm. <laughs> This is one thing. This is one thing that uh, that that did not age well, but uh, every everyone in the dance studio is wearing like a straight up dress, like oh. complete. Fuck you. <laughs> like, oh man, how you gonna how you gonna let Bobby from Delta Force put on a tutu? Oh, it's so terrible. It didn't matter because also, um, uh, the Steve Steve James is actually fucking hilarious. I, I actually like how he can uh. He, he's actually a funny dude. Oh, okay. He's actually he's funny. Just... Have you seen American Ninja? No. It's on my list. Oh Add it to the list. Oh, my God. 
bro. He's he he has a lot of charisma. Like I, I I'm mad he passed away because he was he was fucking awesome. Anyway, um, so Steve James is there and like they're trying to rough up uh uh Sam uh whatever name is Sam Spade. I mean no, Sam Ace. God damn me. Sam Ace. They, Sam they Spade. Try, I know. They try to rough him up and like a smaller dude like punched him in the mouth and he fell down right and he gets up and he punches that dude right back and then Steve James rolls up like I want some and <laughs> promptly Robert knocks down a small guy again he's like you want <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking too like all like really kind of buff dude little like quick Asian dude or Asian looking dude and I was like yeah I definitely go for the smallest one that doesn't fight very well hit that exactly. guy exactly exactly. So um, we see uh, like you know he he gets his ass beat, and uh, Jericho shows up, and they're working him over, and it's it's Keenan Ivory Wayne's again, but this time he's has the most. It's past so glow, the yeah, amount of activator that it is. There. A, it is the wetness of wet. It Ugh. is the fun. Every time he shakes his head and hits his like crew, it's the funniest, goddamn thing of all time. And uh, you, you were telling me about this one moment because uh, Damon Wayne's is in this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the shakedowns and um, what happened? Like, so there's a Damon Wayans is having like a lot of dialogue and then Robert Townsend says something, but it it, it breaks Damon Wayans so much that he has to like cover his mouth and cough and like turn away because it's so fucking ridiculous and I can't remember what he said, but I saw him break. I saw him like having to like compose himself, come back and go, yeah, he right over there. Oh, I, I thought he I thought he broke when he said uh uh Jericho hated Cookie Head uh as much as he hated Afros or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it was. That's and then like he had to like put his finger over his mouth cuz he just he, just that line delivery alone just killed him for some reason. It was fucking hilarious. But um Yeah, dude, it it, it <laughs> well, what I enjoyed was like when he finally got the got the uh jump on uh Jericho he stole his activator and was like pouring it out on the ground to make him talk. Mm-hmm. And as, as that was happening, his hair was drying up immediately. <laughs> like it was crushing his skull. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was funny as fuck. And uh, I like how um, he admits to the crime, right? Mm-hmm. And like uh, the girl gets the. Um, the, the 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 insurance money and I love the line he's like and I'm in love with the money <laughs> <laughs> oh cause he cause when they did the nasty I, I love the 80s when they did the nasty uh, him and his chick uh, he was talking about how she had bad breath but he said you don't you don't look down on a Rolls Royce for having a dent in it <laughs> brutal but we cut back right mm-hmm. um and like he's starting to have regrets bobby about his character a little bit it's kind of creeping up on him right right and uh the grandma's you know sp- she's speaking up about it like because it, it, it's a uh, it's time for him to you know to actually do do the role grandma ain't with it and she speaks loud as hell like black grandmas would do to make sure that you hear the displeasure <laughs> Cause real talk, they don't give a fuck. Like like an older black woman, if she got if she need to tell you what's on her mind. You're gonna hear it whether you want it or not. I kind of feel that's transcendent to all grandmas. Yeah, it's, it's, 
touche. I feel like I feel like it's different you know, shades you, you of painful. Can, yeah, yeah. It's, but I, it's I all mean, painful. It's all painful. But what, what my grandma does it in Spanish though, so I don't really understand uh, what it is. But it's loud as fuck. Yeah, they they protest loudly. They protest loud as shit. It's painful. <laughs> so, you know, it hurts. He's in the bathroom, and the mom is like, like, quiet down. He can hear. You. He's like, I don't care, and he just stings him, stings him hard, dude. And uh, <laughs> when he's at the fucking, when he's at the fucking studio, mm-hmm. looking in the mirror, oh boy, old Hotep shows up, and he's like, "Say, brother." Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got the role because uh, I heard the NAACP is going to pick at this movie. I'm like, oh, God. And he's like, glad it's not me, brother. And he walks away. Yeah. Bye. Oh, shit. And then, um, Fuck you. <laughs> we cut to a horrible dream sequence where Paul Mooney is leading the charge. Shout out to Paul Mooney, one of the most hardcore stand-up comedians and actors of all time, dude. He, he don't take no shit, and I fucking respect the shit out of this guy. He's hardcore as fuck. Hardcore as fuck. Um, look up his stand-up specials if you if you can, man, because it's 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 so cutting, but it's so real and so funny, man. I love it. Got but um, I love how the NWCPs is going hard, and I I like how he said, uh, "You can never be Rambo until you stop playing Sambo." Sambo. And they're calling him Uncle Tom. I mean, people are going hard. Everyone hates him. Everyone like every like the little brother act like he don't fucking know him. The the grandma's making a book talking about how like you know Bobby's dead to him. Like literally, everyone's turning their back on him. And I love the moment of truth where uh, the because this girl's like trying to support him. She's trying to wife you know be the wife and be there for him. Right. And the lady is like, "Come on, sister." <laughs> He's like level with us, and she starts telling him the truth. And then, like, they pointed a picture of him looking dumb as fuck with, like, a, you know, with the little circle and line through it, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you make those faces in bed? <laughs> and he's like, sometimes. <laughs> he was so honest. He was so oh. Honest. <laughs> oh, man, but the dream turns on him because everybody's going to kill him now. They're, they're, they're going to murder him to, like, just... To save the black race, because he's t- he's setting them so far fucking back, and uh, he snaps out of it, and he's trying to do his role, man. And God damn, how painful was this? This was, I was like, yeah, they should really just protest this movie because it's the fucking worst. And I, and I was like, as an actor, that's not your fault. Your fault that you were given a script to to create and make into real life, and the, whoever wrote that shit, that's them. That's their voice, and they thought, hey, this will be funny or real or dramatic or whatever. And I'm like, protest the studio if you're going to protest anybody. Cause protest was, everybody. Because the actor, the, the actor could say no. Because it's like, yeah, if, if everyone says no, it, it won't get done. Yeah, but then they'll just say, go to the next guy who says yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But uh, if everybody can get on the same page... This shit wouldn't happen no more, which is which is kind of kind of sprinkled in here. So our message, we get the, we get the scene. It's it's painful because like mm-hmm. your, your your Latin side is getting shit all over. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's worse than where's West the Side cocaine, story. man? I was like, ah, oh, come on, bro. Yeah, this is not fun. <laughs> and and then my side gets horrifically shit upon because uh, the group the group are called the Afros, and we get like a James Brown moment as the, mm-hmm. as the, the brother dies. I'm like, oh Christ. 
and, and Robert Townsend is in full alfro, gold chain, no undershirt, mm-hmm. suit jacket, matching pants. And it stings because, like, when he when he freezes up, because, like, you know, his blackness is stopping him from doing this. Right. When he freezes up, the, the director's like, okay, excellent, but, you know, I need you to, like, black it up some more. Stick your butt out. You know how you do it. Oh. You know how you do it. Woo! Like, Woo! That was a boss battle right at that moment of time. Right. That was that was the boss battle in this movie. That, I was like, That was, oh. where, like, the last punch before you spit out the blood and go final form. Just like, okay, all right, we're doing this now. Yeah, yeah, I'm burning this whole building down. Huh? That's what we're doing. Because that, that, hurt, that hurt me. That hurt me so bad. And he did it. He was he was trying to do it. Had his ass out the whole nine, mm-hmm. saying the whole shit from earlier in the movie, the whole monologue. It is painful as fuck. And like you see everyone dying inside. Grandmother just reliving Jim Crow. Yeah. Just going through it. Fucking the, the, the girlfriend face just pure terror. The little brother's there just dying on the inside, man. He, he's he got the look of confusion. Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And it's like, right. you could see on like Robert Townsend's face. Like, no, no, I, I no, we will not take a step backwards. No, I, I was thinking like, hey, would it be possible for me to do one for me? And then I'll, you guys have one and I have one. And then he plays the role like, like Darth Vader, like straight, like angry. And then like, why? To show that there's different ways to do this role. Because, I mean, unless, of course, that's nah, the main character. Because nah. I feel like that nah, it bro. could still be Cause, like, cause it could that, still be King Lear. It's not, you know, it's not great. But it, you, there's a way to fix this or at least make it palatable. Nah, because they, they they had it set up toward Dom Irira is like, this is my vision. Like, like, he knows the streets, even though he doesn't. Like, they had a hammer at home. They had a hammer at home to not accept this type of role, period. They had a hammer at home, so uh, he couldn't do it. Cause like, I, I love, I love that the line is like, "I love my brother." So it's like he can't, he can't do it because he's, he's trying to talk about how he loved, like he loved his brother, but it was like I loved it him. It was just like this fucked up English, and he just couldn't do it. He couldn't look at his brother. He couldn't put out that line. He just couldn't do it. He finally just snapped. It's like you know what? I quit. I can't do this shit. Right. But what makes it so fucked up? Is that he accomplished nothing as far as stopping production? No, nope. because that brother who claimed that he's down, I'll do it. And I love, I love how Robert's like, man, you ain't shit. <laughs> but he smiled at him. Oh God, he smiled at him, dude. And that that made it hurt all the more, all the more. God damn. It's like I knew it. I knew it. Ooh, yeah, I, I knew, I knew he was gonna do it. So he go, he you know, when he goes home. He's laying in bed, man, and like this this scene kind of like got to me. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but uh, he's laying in bed, you know, thinking about the loss that he took. But he started dreaming about the roles that he wants, right? The roles that are like purely dreams, almost unattainable. Which is weird and, because I was thinking, yeah, I've seen that already. I've seen that already too, and I've seen that already. Like, he is he prophesizing? <laughs> Yeah. But, like, think about it. 87, it's a pipe dream. That's true. Everything that he's doing is a pipe dream. But all those type of movies have happened. Mm-hmm. 
And it's great. Because it's like something that seems so lofty actually happened. That's like, a- could you imagine seeing this movie and then turning around and seeing Black Panther right after that? Yeah, like there's... It's- we need a movie about a black king. There it is. We got one. Yeah. Boom. Just fall to your knees and cry. Just fall to your knees and just feel every piece of that. Like, impossible. It's crazy. Because I, I immediately thought about every movie I've seen that, that matches up to that. And I was just like, wow. It happened. It happened. It was a great feeling. I was thinking about, this is my fifth Oscar. And I was like, yeah, how many does Denzel have now? Six? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, this movie is the martyr. Yeah. This is the this is the final nail in, in like black exploitation. Just like no, <laughs> stay down. Right, right. Because like like um I I really I really liked it and, it and it just I don't know it did something for me man. And then I loved how uh you know he he, he finally got a role because mm-hmm. I always said uh, like it, it was a recurring thing saying like oh it's work well there's always work at the post office, right? That was a constant thing that's being said throughout. Like the grandmother said it. He even said it at the end, like, fuck it, man. Mm-hmm. So he winds up actually doing a commercial for the post office. And the director chose him because of his good qualities. Right. It's like, he's actually a really good actor. An right. actor. likability. He's a great actor. He's like, he's approachable. It's, it's something about him. You know, like, like all the positives. Like, a, it's a positive hire. Right. And uh, he's talking about the post office, but he's not talking about the post office. He's like, uh, you know, you want something that you want, you want to be proud of, that can inspire to, that, like people to look up to, and like, you know, be a positive enforcement on your community. There's always work at the post office. Like, it's it, it, it's just a message, man. This whole message. movie, man. The whole thing is, oh, bruh. And he does a little wink because it's like, just in case you're real stupid. You get it? <laughs> you get it? <laughs> oh fuck! Is that why Ken Albert Waynes is a mailman in a? Uh... Don't be a menace. Probably. Maybe. He's always working on the post office. I might be reading office. into it. I might be reading into it too much. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. But but just shout out. Shout out to the whole camp. Because I, I, lo- I love this send off to the movie. I love the whole like, you know, the, the Hollywood uh, shuffle players. Mm-hmm. And everyone has like, you know, the uh, the main characters have like a nice uh, red carpet kind of, you know, vibe to it and shit. And everyone is like singing. Everybody's like, you know, real classy and shit. It just... It made me feel good, man. It was nice. It was like, no, it's a cool nice. credit scene. I like this. Really cool credit scene, man. Because it's like, and, and, and they and, and everyone put their foot in it, bro. Because like you could tell, first of all, shout out to Robert Townsend. Because he, once again, came out of his pocket and pushed this movie to happen. He funded this movie. Damn. He, put, he took out loans, several credit cards, all kinds of shit. It was like $100,000 to make this movie. Damn. Guess how much this movie made, bro? $200,000? $5 million. Plus. Holy Almost shit. Almost $6 million. Yeah. Yeah. God bless, bro. Like, made me feel good, man. Made me feel legit good, bro. Like, this movie's a fucking classic, man. And it's a classic. It, it's just it's insane how relevant it still is, though. Like, granted, we came very far. Yeah. But there's a lot of, there's still a lot of things that are, like, floating around to where, like, this just, like, really, like, yeah, the journey's not journey. over. It's a long journey, my friend. It's a long fucking journey, and um, I encourage everyone listening to this to uh, go go check out our homeboys at Home Video Hustle um, to hear to hear their uh, their insight because uh, those guys are a couple of a couple of years younger, our, uh, our junior. And mm-hmm. I, I'm because I, I, he because he you know he reached out to me. He's like, hey man, we we're gonna do the same movie. I was like, 
totally fine. I was like, this movie needs to be pushed out. Oh yeah. Period. So I was like, I like I have no fucking problem. Like that don't bother me at all, bro. Like you're doing it good. I love it. Like I look forward to hearing it because like uh, I, we wow. record at different times, so we mm-hmm. had, we could have done this together, but we're like we just we we just missed it. Oh man. I know. I know. So like we'll we'll try to figure out something in the future, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like because he thought about the same thing too. Mm-hmm. So like spiritually, this is a simulcast. You know, in in, in in camaraderie and brotherhood. You know what I mean? Right. But but this movie needs to be put out there. This movie needs because and like uh uh I put up I put up the black acting school skit on Instagram, and a lot of people were familiar with it. Oh, that's cool. A lot of people were familiar with it. Uh, shout out to Joey DiCarlo because he's seen it when he was eleven. Oh, good for him! Damn. And I know, and I typed instant cred. <laughs> Instant cred. And uh, J.D. Getter, um, J.D. Getter, a past guest, was, like, super ha- hype about it. He was like, dude, this shit is so relevant. I was like, yes. Yes, it is. But um, y'all already know what the goddamn deal is, man. So let's go ahead and just get into the tally, shall we? Uh, let's find out how many poor souls were horrifically murdered in this movie. Let's get into the body count. Yeah. That body count. That body count. <laughs> Randy. Hmm. Hmm. So I didn't see anyone die. So zero. Let's go with zero. I'll go with zero. You are correct, sir. It's a Robert Townsend movie, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, with that being said, let's find out how many people got butt ass naked in this movie. Let's get skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I just want to see a little feet. Just show me that booty Just a little bit of titties Right now, right now Oh boy Folks, y'all, yes, it's rough time Nobody got there But the big booty chicks do wear tight pants Good looking now, man But, uh, and, and that, that chick, like, I swore a titty was gonna pop out When she was running Mm-hmm in the attack of the street pimp scene, I was like, I didn't understand how her titties were still. It was, it was. I, I was, I was like, special effects, damn near. I couldn't a, believe it. It's a Robert Townsend flick. It is. Yeah. He, he back the titty to stay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do not fall out, titty. He used the same energy uh, Dave Chappelle Man. used for the titty. <laughs> no, <laughs> he used the same energy that Dave Chappelle used for the titty to pop out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He did his skit. Like, come on, titty. Anyway, uh, oh, this is gonna be hard, actually. Mm. Uh, let's find out who our favorite character is, the shining star of this movie. Let's find out our Joe Grizzly recipient. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. Red and Ready Savage, who is your Joe Grizzly? So mine is going to be the kid, the little kid. I think his name was like oh. Georgie or something like that. <laughs> was it? I don't, think I don't think that was it. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. Georgie. <laughs> I don't know. What's it? I don't know. I don't know. His real name is crazy though. But um, that's a good pick. I'm gonna. Uh, I gotta roll with John Witherspoon, bro. Okay. I'm roll with John Witherspoon, only because, like, uh, I feel like it's bleeding over from the our, our uh, next Friday uh, thing we're about to do. Right. But um, yeah, I totally cut for him, man. Like, just the whole cake. I don't know what it was. It whole just made cake. me laugh. Like, like him losing his fucking mind. Being homeless, talking to a bunch of hamburger buns. I don't know why that just broke me down. Why I just started laughing my ass off, dude. But technically, Robert Townsend should get it. Oh, yeah. 
This is on a technicality. He did it like a lot. And like he's fucking workhorse. He's like the fucking I didn't know I didn't realize that Robert Townsend was like the Jesus Christ of black cinema. <laughs> right? He's like he I sacrificed himself for like for everyone else's glory. I was like, jeez. But what was your favorite scene in this in this like entire movie? Like what what was your Joe Grizzly scene? Mm, the I was dying during the black acting school. I really was. I just yes. I thought it was hilarious to me. Yes. And just like Yes. Cause cause him breaking into that voice. Yeah. Right after Step and Fetch It. Like and and they even mentioned Step and Fetch It. Uh the fat dude mm-hmm. um at Wiggy Dicky Dolls like you ain't no Step and Fetch It. Like literally the worst people on earth. Ugh. But yeah, the black acting school's kid is my hands down favorite. Cause I love every time he says it. You hear the singing. Black acting school. It cracked me up. Cracked me up, dude. God damn it. Uh, but it's just too real. It's just too fucking real. It's too fucking real. And it's that whole skit is still relevant to this day. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, guys, y'all already know what time it is, man. It's final verdict time. Knee pads and slippers. What that means. If we really enjoy this movie, we'll give it a maximum of two knee pads when we fall to the worst of position, given this movie is just due. Or if we hate this movie, we slide on two hater slippers and uh, play Birth of a Nation. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are MAGA hats. Uh, uh, uh. God. Right on Randy Savage. Knee pads and slippers. I think I'm going to have to give it two knee pads right off the bat because uh, I don't want to wear a MAGA hat or watch Birth of a Nation. So, right. yeah. I I mean, it was it was funny. And then now, in retrospect, thinking about it, I didn't realize how insightful and, like, how many layers there are and what the, what the message was behind it. I got the general moral of the story kind of thing, but mm-hmm. there was... There's so much in this movie that just like the more we talk about it, I'm like, wow, you're right. That's whoa. And like and there's like references to other movies and things that happen later and like, you know, there's gonna be a black superhero and then like six years later he does Meteor Man and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a good try, brother. It's a good try. But you know. And then there's Blade. Thank God for Blade. Thank God for Blade. Hey, but Meteor Man had to happen, bro. It had right. to happen for it to be like, oh, this can actually work. Like, Blank Man, too. Like, like la- last year's was, like, really eye-opening as far as, like, man, like, you, it had to be a joke first. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way they're going to let us have this, guys. Just, if we make it a comedy, we'll just kind of slip it under the radar. No one's going to notice about it. And then later we'll make it into something good. <laughs> right. But it had, it had, I mean, dude, like, when he got hit with that meteor, that was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, there was nothing funny about that. But, um, yeah, dude, this movie, God damn it, bro, it's so fucking good. Like, it, it's two knee pads. It has to be. Like, this movie, the fact that it's eerily relevant mm-hmm. and timeless, even though it is, like, dripping with 80s. Oh, yes. So much. And there's a couple of like couple of things I would I would omit <laughs> or edit out for the sake of because uh, like I kind of I kind of glanced over them there in a review. <laughs> uh, kind of harsh on the gays, mm-hmm. yeah. but it was a different it, it was it was a different time. It's the eighties, you know. Just gotta you gotta gotta push that that uh, angst and that ugly somewhere else, and they're all right. 
It wasn't. It wasn't that bad, but it was just a little, a little insensitive. Yeah, a little insensitive. At, at, at the worst, it was insensitive. But beyond that, uh, they did better than most other movies. Because mm-hmm. they didn't say that. Well, they did say that word, but not not the two syllable version. Right. So it could have been worse. But um, yeah, dude. Fucking this movie, upper echelon. Like if I if I can give it a higher score, I would only because of how relevant it is and how like. God damn! It's like this is this is the lifeblood of our show in a weird way. It is. I was like, oh, that's us on the screen, two brothers, real movies. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, we should get a TV but, show. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I'm kind of mad. I like it, it, it was a pretty quick movie. Right. It was a pretty quick movie, and. Uh, I feel like we should talk more about it, but like we really don't need to. But it, no. it's just, it's just good. People just, just need good. to see it. That's all it is. People just need you to go see, see it. it. It's it's on Amazon Prime. Do yourself a favor. See this if you have not seen it. Um, see, I'm gonna get you sucker. Uh, I feel like this is a good follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I couldn't recommend I couldn't recommend this movie more. Um, for this year, especially. Um, I just feel like it's super important. Um. So just have it, just to have it on, on your conscience and on your mind, because it, it stuck with me as a kid, and like changed how I view things uh, as I grew up. And uh, I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't sing any more praises about it. Like shout out to Robert Townsend, man, who like he he's been at it, he's been at it, bro. He's been trying to like, like he's basically Bill Cosby minus the scandal and the hypocr- the, 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 hypocris- the hypocritical bullshit, right? You know what I mean? Like he's been super humble. He's been super, like, just into it, man. And uh, I can't sing any praises any higher, bro. Like, a uh, fucking legend on this show, hands down. And, like, we'll probably try to do another Robert Townsend movie next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, for goddamn sure. But, uh, yeah, the, man. I'm going to get all the Robert Townsend movies done. It's gonna, it's, oh, it has to happen. It has to happen, dude. It has to happen. But, um, man. Man, 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 man. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> That's our show. Uh, you got any shout-outs, Ren? Any recommendations? I have shout-outs. So now what I'm doing a thing. So if, if you guys follow me on Snapchat, just because uh, someone forgot the password to the Colt 45 Snapchat. <laughs> <sighs> shout-out to Carlos Hernandez. Uh, Guns and Greasy from White Cup. We're not going to fuck that up again. Sorry. <laughs> I edited it out, actually. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Lydia, Chad, Jasmine, uh, damn, I know he's from the Rebel Podcast, I can't remember his name, sorry, Broward, that's what it says, um, Andrea, Rebecca, Dustin, good job on the Dunkin' today, Blair, DJ Blair, and Brittany, and Daniela, okay, that's it. Nice. Uh, shout out to uh, Home Video Hustle Once again Be sure to go over there To their show And listen to their version Of uh, Hollywood Shuffle um, Or Hollywood Hustle To, to, to be particular That was always in my mind For some reason Anyway uh, Shout out to uh, Once again uh, Markellis Reagans uh, Aubrey Lisfield And Joy DiCarlo Who all have been kind enough To individually support our show Through Patreon God bless you guys um, The Nerdy Bitches uh, Steven Izzy Uh yeah, shout out to the nerdy bitches even more because like they also have separately like funded our show. Uh, uh, Liz and Opperman separately fund our show. We like 
Yeah, like in person, they told us that. That was fucking awesome. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, um, they're also gonna release a book club episode that I'm gonna be on. Yay! So we're gonna push that on the show too. Um, shout out to Fans on Patrol as always, Montego Bradley, Tiffany Blue, uh, Dwayne Smooth Williams. All have been spectacular guests on the show. Same with So Wizard. Uh, and same with Nerdy Bitches. Uh, shout out to B Rob, um, Squan Jones, who else, who else, who else? Uh, that's it that I can remember for right now. White Cup all day, White Cup OG all day. Alley Cat all day, Dicey Grainer all day, Carlos Sue all day. Uh, shout out to everybody. Um, but yeah, man, we will catch you guys next week. We'll be doing another black film. And uh, be sure to hit us up on um, patreon.com backslash cult 45 podcast for little as a dollar. You get an extra episode. You get to hear us talk about the Friday sequels because uh, we'll be doing next Friday, which will be out uh, by the time you're hearing this show. You got it.